Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Welcome back. It is summertime. We are still in Arizona and it is hot here. (laughs) <laughs> and we're loving being here. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, people, maybe you've already made your decisions around school next year. Maybe you haven't, but I know for us, we're still kind of trying to decide what, what some of our kids are going to do for school next year. Like, where are they going to go? And I know some of them are going to homeschool. So it's like, what are we going to study? Those, those type of things have been, have been on our minds lately. So I wanted to talk, we've never talked about school education on the podcast and i just thought thought that would be a fun conversation to have and i think that especially coming off of what most parents have experienced you know with schools being shut down and now schools being open but some of them aren't fully opened and like it's just still so much you know i, th- I really think families have an opportunity to really take take back their family and and around this idea of like education and what's important to them and i think a lot of families have already come to that realization, but Melissa made the decision to homeschool, you know, years before, you know, schools were shut down. And, you know, we've had a lot of families, I think over the years that are like, when we share with them our philosophies on education for our kids and our approach, they're a little bit, maybe like kind of shocked and like surprised a little bit. I think more so originally, like that is one kind of cool thing that I think did come out of the last year of COVID is I think it kind of opened people's minds to more people, I guess, were exposed to the idea that, oh, education can look a little bit different than I thought it had to. Yeah. And, and I, I can do this, whatever that means. Yeah. Like, I think one of the things that it's so easy to do is it's so easy to outsource what's best for our kids sometimes without even knowing it to other things. Like, it's really easy if you're not careful to outsource your children's, like, spiritual growth to, like, your church. And then just kind of be like, well, they, they've got it. Like, we'll support it at home. Or to outsource your kid's education to a school. And be like, oh, the school's got it. and Yeah, sign them up for school. Put it, you know, go to church and then just check the box. Like, yeah. you're done. Yeah, and, and we'll support. Whereas, like, I really think, like, we as families, like, we should be the source of our children's spirituality. And the, and the church supports that. We should be... Or doesn't have to be a church, whatever it is. Or we should be the source of our child children's education, and the school supports that. And so I think, yeah, people like you said, yeah, you're right. Most people are way more open to it than they've ever been, and I think they have more confidence because in the beginning, when schools were shut down, we were hearing from Melissa, especially, was hearing from moms all the time that are like, "Oh my gosh, my like eight year old, I sit there next to them on Zoom for six hours a day, and I just can't do this anymore." And Melissa's like, well, "You can homeschool them." And they were like, I don't know if I can, like, I don't know if I have what it takes. And they're like, look, if you can sit there for six hours next to an eight-year-old <laughs> on Zoom all day, I promise you, you can homeschool this. Like, and this is not like, this episode isn't going to be like a pitch for like, why you should homeschool your kids. Two of our children just finished school at Sunset Beach Elementary. And then we had two kids who homeschooled. I will say though, that 
I believe you know what's best for your children and they know what's best for them. And so I think one of the things that, that's unique that we have done is that at, at the beginning of every year, we let our kids decide. We encourage them to like ponder and meditate and pray about it and make a decision that really like they feel good about that calls to them. And that decision is, do I go to school? And if so, where? Or do I homeschool? And Melissa and I don't have any like preference or opinion. Like, And so that alone, I think is for us is important to let our children feel like they have a say in their education. Like they have a say in like their life and like a meaningful, important decision like that. Yeah. And I think we, I think we should back up a little bit and just talk about our, our journey to getting there. Because I think that is, you know, we didn't start out with that kind of mindset or opinion. It's definitely been, been a journey. We first, the first time we homeschooled was when our oldest was in second grade. And now he's now going into seventh grade. And the reason why we started homeschooling initially was because it wasn't, we we started homeschooling in a, a, a spring semester. So it was like right in the middle of the school year. And it wasn't, nothing was necessarily like going wrong or we didn't necessarily feel like things needed to change. We were just more like, wow, like I think we could give our kids a way different experience if we brought education home. Like think about all the time they're spending like, what are they doing at school all day? Well, I think what, ha- what what happened was, remember, it was in December, we took them out of school for a week. Oh, that's right. And we yeah. took them to Las Vegas with us. and To the rodeo finals. We yeah. Every year. And after, you know, we went and got their makeup work. Mm-hmm. And Tate and Tanner both did like a week's worth of makeup work in, I think, like an afternoon, a day. Yeah. And we were kind of like, and both teachers at parent-teacher conference told us that year for Tate and Tanner said, You're, you have great boys, they're great in class, like... They work hard and whatever, you know, but the only thing I could say about both of them is they get a little bit bored yeah, at they first. Get, yeah. They were like, they get through their work really quick and then they just are bored. And first, then one of our sons in particular, that means talking disruption. <laughs> like he doesn't have anything to do. And so I think Melissa and I were sitting there kind of like, okay, they just did like a week's worth of work in an afternoon. I don't want them to be bored. And so again, it wasn't like anything wrong with the school. We loved the school they were going to, but it's just like, hmm, I wonder if we could provide a different experience and just experiment with something and try something. And so we asked the the boys and they were like, yeah, like in the first semester, I think was rough. I think Melissa, I've heard you say like you basically tried to recreate school at home. It was super rough and it was very, very up and down, like for me emotionally. Because it was, you know, one minute I felt like, oh my gosh, this is going so good. Like, I'm so excited. My kids are going to get in Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next minute it was, it was bad. (laughs) Like it was. I'm ruining my children. (laughs) Yes. What are we doing? What have we done? Uh, Yeah, it was. And, and I did, I tried to recreate school at home. So it was very strict and uh, strict in the sense of like, okay, at, I don't know, remember what our time schedules like, but basically like, okay, nine o'clock, we're doing this nine 30. We're doing this. And we're going all the way to like one or two in the afternoon because I figured like, okay, they're in school for eight hours. I could probably do it. What they are doing in, you know, five hours and <laughs> which I'm laughing about it now because they were in first grade and second grade. And it's just comical now, but to think like, I needed to homeschool them for five hours each and that it had to be recreated exactly like it was at school because I found that that's just not true. And so, and every year that we've homeschooled, it's just been such a learning like curve and experience. But so that was the first semester. And then 
overall at the end of the semester, I felt like it went really well. Like I felt like I learned to lighten up a little bit as the, as the semester progressed and they really enjoyed it. We did, I tried to do fun things. I mean, they were a little, so we did, we were able to do fun activities and things. Yeah. I remember you guys did tons of cool field trips on Fridays and yeah, took them to businesses like the local businesses where they got to like meet the business owners and ask questions and tour places. Yeah. That, that was like, I should talk about that one week, actually. That was really fun. That was a summer project we just did one couple of summers, actually. I also think, though, what was cool is, like, as Melissa said, like, as she started, like, okay, I'm going to lighten up. I'm not going to have this be so structured. She let the boys have some say in, like, what classes they would do in the afternoons. And that was the semester. Tate's like, I want to, he was a little bit interested in cooking, but he was, like, second grade. But he's like, I want to do a cooking class. And I think that is what sparked Tate's love of cooking. And you, I think we've talked about this on the podcast. Like Tate literally makes things from scratch every single day in the kitchen now. Sometimes multiple things to the dismay of the cleanliness of our <laughs> kitchen. But he's like a really gifted, talented, like baker and just good cook. And so, yeah, that that's a little bit of the backstory. And I think we've pro- we've progressively maybe lightened up more and more and more to the point of now probably fall on like a little bit of the edge of like unschooling where there's very, very little structure, like very little curriculum and really full freedom for them to choose, like to learn about whatever they're interested in with some still like basic core. Like, yeah, I always have, um, at least so far, we always have math that they're doing. You do some type of language and science history but what's interesting is like when Tate really found an interest, particularly in baking, we started realizing like, oh, it's through baking. You can cook, you can teach science, you can teach all forms of all kinds of math, history from things. He studied. Like, yeah, it really is amazing. The more you just like trust your kids to learn about what they're interested in yeah, and, and provide more of like a loose like framework for them to operate in and have freedom in. Totally. And the next, so the next, what the next phase looks like. So we homeschooled that first semester and then we went back and forth. We've done, like Chris kind of said earlier, allowing them to kind of have a say in it, like what they want to do. The next year they all went back to school because I was having a baby and I just feel like that was a lot. So they went back to school the next year. I probably didn't do this how anyone would recommend you do it, but (laughs) our kids have done a lot of back and forth, honestly. Like they went back to school and then Tate came back and homeschooled the following year. But Tanner wanted to go to school. Yeah, so he went to school. And then sixth grade, they were both back in school. Well, for Tate's sixth grade. And then it was COVID, and then they homeschooled one of them this year. But something, um, I even, I had this conversation though recently with with someone in Hawaii that has us, has us planning for next year. And this conversation kind of blew my mind, honestly. It was a, a guy that was doing some work at our house I just started talking to him and he was telling me that he decided, I think he said when he was in fifth grade, that he was going to the plate where he got placed in fifth grade was in like a dual grade class. And so basically he felt like after the first week, he thought like, oh, I'm going to be relearning what I learned in fourth grade all over again this entire year. And so he wasn't really down to do that. And so his parents let him homeschool. And this was, you know, years ago. And so Homeschool, though, looked like his parents bought him like a workbook and he kind of messed with that like the rest of the year. So he's like, it wasn't it wasn't ideal. But then he said the following year, his parents 
let him enroll in college. And so he, some local community college classes, <laughs> yeah, right? I think he said he was in sixth grade. He started enrolling in yeah the local community college classes and his parents would take him to school. And eventually what, what it looked like is he, he got done with college like super fast. He, well then like in junior high, he got his GED. Yeah. I don't, he didn't even, I don't even think he got his GED. But mm. He's like, at the time you didn't have to get your GED. Oh, that's right. He just enrolled right in college, but he was saying that he had the freedom to, when he was 15, his grandpa wanted to take him to Africa. So he just didn't sign up for classes that semester at at college. And so he went to Africa for six months and then he came back and he did school. And then while he was in Africa, he made connections with someone that owned a safari company. And so then the following year, he didn't enroll in school for another six months and he went and ran safaris in Africa for six months. When he was 16. When he was 16. Yeah. And then eventually he ended up graduating college. I think before he was even like 19 or 20, he was like done with college completely. And for those of you who are like, but like, how could he have turned out great or good? Or, you know, cause sometimes you have those, like, he's like an amazing guy. He's like an entrepreneur. He owns a lot of real estate. Not saying like that matters, but like his, his life has been like, really blessed by his experiences and like what he's learned and yeah, he's really well-rounded and just an awesome guy. Yeah. And he was telling Ivy, our daughter, he was nine. She loves elephants. He's like, Oh yeah. I've seen like thousands of elephants. <laughs> and we all of every single one of us were like, Oh my gosh, this conversation just blew my mind. But it just has me thinking, rethinking even for myself. I feel like I was already pretty open to you know, what education looked like, but that conversation had me even be more like, whoa, I could even think bigger or differently. And I don't know what we'll end up doing. Tanner loves playing sports. I know he would love to play. Tanner is our um, 12-year-old. He's in sixth grade. He would love to play sports. And, you know, if you choose to go that right, that route, you may miss out on some experiences that, you know, that are traditionally are had in school. So we'll have to decide what each of them want to do. But it sounds pretty cool. Like, what he shared with me. But Tate with his baking was already like, Oh, so you're telling me I could go get my GED and then like move to Italy and like do a study abroad program and like study under like a, like a, a great like baker. We're like, yeah, I guess you could, you know, it's like, like what's possible, right. When you don't just look at the confines of what, like you think education has to be or what it should be. And I think that was another thing for us. Again, we didn't decide to homeschool. And we don't still continue to homeschool because of anything we're against. It's mostly what we're for. And for us, one of the things I, I also loved about when, when all of our kids have homeschooled is like complete freedom of our time and our schedule. Like we're not, we used to find ourselves always having to plan around things that weren't maybe necessarily the most meaningful to our family, like things we could do or couldn't do because of a schedule. But like I said, this last semester, two of our boys went to Sunset Beach Elementary and really liked it. And that was important to them. When we moved to Hawaii, they prayed about it and thought about it. Two of them wanted to go to school. Two of our kids decided to homeschool. And obviously, Indy went to preschool. But I just think like maybe it's an opportunity to just rethink like what's possible. And the education doesn't have to like fit into this like certain box. Because I, I, we hear from families all the time that the educational like structure they're participating in doesn't really work for their family. And it doesn't really work for their kids. And it's like a, it's a cause of like real constraint in their family. But yet, they sometimes will, they feel powerless. Like, well, what can we do? It's like, well, there's tons of things you can actually do. I read this article recently that what he talked, what the man who wrote the article, he talks about 
ordering from the secret menu is like the analogy that he uses. And he said that his example of this was that he, when he was in college, he wanted to do a study abroad program. And for whatever reason, he didn't qualify. I think the timing of it was just, was just off. Like he wasn't, wasn't going to work out with his track or whatever. And so he decided, you know, I think I could recreate study abroad for myself. He wanted to go travel to the Middle East and learn to speak Arabic, Arabic, I believe. So he decided, you know, I'm going to find a teacher in whatever country he wanted to go to. I don't remember who speaks Arabic and I'm going to go there for the whole summer and learn to speak Arabic. And so he created it all for himself during the summer. He went and he had this, his own little study abroad program and he was like, it was amazing. And he said, how many, how often are we, do we have the opportunity to maybe order from the secret menu? You know, there's, we're back in Arizona, like Chris said, and our kids were dying to go to In-N-Out Burger and In-N-Out has a secret menu where you don't like everything. It's not on the, it's not listed. So he's saying sometimes life feels like it's kind of laid out. Like you do these things. This is what you do. You go to, you go to school, you go to high school, you go to college. He's like, but there, there's a secret menu. And sometimes you can still get what you want, but it's like, you have to look at, look at it a little bit differently. And I really love that analogy. Yeah. I love the idea. Yeah. Because if you don't know the secret menu, you think what's available is just like you walk in and out, you look up and like, Oh, that's what's available. Yeah. What's presented before me. Like that's my only option. Yeah. I also think what's cool about education is it can be so individual for each child. Like if you have a child that thrives on socialization and thrives on sports and like being around like, man, maybe it really works for them to go to school. And if you have a child who's like strengths and priorities, most important, it's totally different than that, you know? So I think it's a really cool opportunity just to, as a family, have a conversation and sit down and talk and just be like, yeah, what, what is important to us? It's one of those things that I think sometimes there are those things in life where you just kind of, we've been taught not to question them. She's like, well, that's just what it is. It's just what you do, what you're supposed to do, what you should do. School, high school, college, career. It's like, what an opportunity though to just rethink as a family. Maybe that's not important to us. Maybe education in this type of setting is important to us. And then for each child. But yeah, like what there's, there is a secret menu and what's cool is the secret menu can actually be whatever menu you create. Just like this guy's like, I'll just create my own study abroad program. And that's like, that's just like life though. It's like, that's what we mean when we talk, we talk about take back your family. I think in the secret menu, isn't just about education. It's like, there's a secret menu that each family has access to and it's called their own menu. And like, you get to create the recipes. You get to like decide what ingredients work for your family and what don't. But like, I think like as families, we got to stop living our lives based on what we think we should do and what we're supposed to do and like what other people are doing and like really make decisions based on what is best and most meaningful for our family, for your family. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's, yeah. And where we're at right now, that is education. Like we said, what are we, what are we going to do next year? We'll have to update you when we decide what we're doing. I will say too, that like, don't ever let education be synonymous with just school. Like the greatest education I've ever received is never, I shouldn't say never, rarely though has it happened in a classroom. And I love the quote, I don't know who it's by, but don't let school get in the way of your education. And it doesn't mean that school can't be a great thing by any means, but like, like education's like out there, like really out there, like in the real world like interacting with people and having experiences. The last thing I'll say 
And I feel like Melissa is really great at this, but if you are going to go more the route of like homeschooling or unschooling and letting your children study what it is they're interested in, I do think it's important though that you got to kind of have your antenna up and pay attention. So like if one of your kids is all of a sudden interested in like Legos and like building things, it's like, oh, okay, that's a clue right there. Like I don't need to like step in, like dictate that and govern that and be like, well, they're interested in Legos. Okay. They're doing the engineering program, (laughs) but I think you you can pay attention. And I think that's what a child could really be helpful to a child. It's like, okay, they're, they're interested in Legos or some building things. How could I foster that? Like, how could I nurture that? You know, do I let them pick a new Lego set? Do I ask them like, Hey, what do you love about building? Is there anything else you'd want to build? And then maybe they're like, well, I'd love to build a fruit stand. I'd love to build a lemonade stand. You know, it's like, I think it does take though a little bit of just kind of watching and paying attention and then like nurturing and fostering the interest. And that interest might last a day, a week, a year, forever. You don't know. And it might die off and then they find something else they're interested in. But that's what's so beautiful is like when learning is like what what those friends we were talking about talked about like when it's just joyful, when it's associated with like joy. Mm-hmm. That's the type of learning that really lasts for people and sticks with people. Yeah. And I think that's like a huge role that we sometimes overlook, or at least I do as parents is like, I feel like that's a huge thing that we can do for our children is like give them clues to what their to what their genius is and what they love doing and really foster that in them. Yeah, I don't think our role as parents, and you know, I don't think we've ever discussed this, but I'm just thinking this like I don't think our role as parents is to educate our children or to even provide them with an education. I think our role as parents is to provide an environment where like curiosity and learning is like fun and natural. And it's I think it's our job to provide the environment where kids want to be curious and learning. And then once they start naturally leaning into something, I think we, it's our job to like foster more of that and like feed it and encourage it. Yeah, I totally agree. So good luck on your decisions. I know this, it feels, these are big decisions. They're huge decisions that, you know, will, will have, you know, they'll affect quite likely the rest of, of your kid's life. So, and with that said, your kids are going to be fine. Like, I think one of the biggest challenges in all this is like, but what if I mess up my kids? Like, what if I send them to school and that messes them up? What if I homeschool? And it was kind of like when the pandemic was first happening and parents were reaching out to us like, well, what if this, what if I'm like, you know what? If your kid doesn't start school in time, they'll be fine. If they have to do virtually learning for a little while, they'll be fine. You know, if your kid took a year off from school, they'll be fine. Like kids are so resilient. Like, so, so also that to not have this pressure around it of like, like I promise you if you're prayerful about it, if you meditate about it, if you ponder it, you really think about your child, you really think about your family and you really listen to your intuition. And there's. Yeah. And let them be prayerful about it, meditate it, ponder it, let them have a say in it. Your kids are going to thrive. You got this. Hey there. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.